Okay, so we're Erev Shavuos, Tafshin Pei Gimel, big night. And we're going to learn together a beautiful vart from Shimon Schwab on a Pasuk in Megillas Ros. And the Pasuk is in Perek Gimel, Psukim Gimel, and Dalad. <coughs> the Pasuk says as follows, Chameisa. So Naomi, the mother-in-law of Rus, says, Biti, I'm looking for a manayach for you, a, a way to rest, and a way to, uh, to ultimately be able to be married to, to Bayaz. So she gave her the following very strange etzah. I want you to bathe. I want you to anoint yourself. Put your finest garments on. And I want you to go down to the silo. And it will be when Bayaz goes to sleep. Bayaz used to sleep at night in the silo. Rashi says the reason that he did that was because there were there were robbers that were coming and stealing grain from the silos, so he wanted to go and protect his grain. And that's where he slept at night during this part of the year. And when he goes to sleep, you should know the place that he will be sleeping there, and you should come to him, and you should reveal his, his, his feet, and you should lie down next to him, and he will instruct you about what to do next. Okay, so just to, for those of you that may not be familiar with Megillah's Rus, let's back up a little bit. We have the main characters of the Megillah, which was Naomi, who was the mother-in-law, and she was impoverished. She came back from from Steymayev after her husband, who was the wealthiest man at one point, decided to leave during a famine. Uh, he, didn't wanna, he didn't wanna have to share his wealth with the, all the poor Jews. So he picked himself up, he went to Steymayev, he ended up dying, his two sons, Machlin and Kilian, died, and the wives that they had married, non-Jewish women, Rus and Arpa, uh, they survived their husbands, and they wanted to originally all go together to Eretz Yisrael. Eventually, um, only Rus went, Arpa decided to turn around and go back home, back to her palace in Steymayev. They were all royalty, Rus and Arpa. They come together, Naomi and Rus in Teretz Yisrael, very, very poor. Ultimately, uh, Rus finds herself uh, collecting Leket Shikha Peya Matnasaniyim by the field of Bayaz. Bayaz was the god Ladar. And he takes an interest in her and he, uh, he compliments her for all the chesed that she's done because she was, he was related to the family of, uh, of Naomi. And then all of a sudden, um, in, order to, in order to redeem uh, the field and redeem the, uh, the, the neshama of her, of the husband, so basically Naomi gives Rus this Eitzah that you should go down to the silo tonight, to the granary, and you should do something that seems very, very strange. Um, and it would be strange if you would do it with a regular Jew, to go all of a sudden into a silo and start, 
you know, lying down in a, next to a, another man, uh, that would be bad enough. But this was, Bayez was a God Ladar. So I don't want to give you actual examples of like, but you pick your Godol and imagine in a million years if, how that would fly if, if anybody, if a woman would go and, and, and try to sleep next to any Godol. And this is, you know, this is in the time of, uh, you know, ten, uh, of Tanakh. So, Hadavar Tamua Ma'id. Rav asks the obvious question. This is a very, very strange incident. How could Naomi? Naomi was also obviously a, a tremendous tsanua. Rus was known to be very tsanua. The the the, Tyra, the the Megillah speaks about how, through the eyes of Chazal, how she when she bent down to pick up the grain, she was she didn't bend over. She squatted on the ground. She didn't want it, it to be in any way not tsanua. So what's going on over here? How do how does she give an Eitzah that's lahepech menatznias mamish? There's no other way that she could have arranged this, uh, this relationship to happen. By the way, nothing happened that night, right? He said that we're going to wait and we're going we're to take care of everything tomorrow, and ultimately he did. But they did it in a kosher manner. They got married, it was, uh, there was Sheva Brachas, the, 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 the Makar for Sheva Brachas happens to be learned out, from, from this marriage of Bayez and Rus. It says that they took ten men. We learn the, that there has to be a minion by Shevra. A lot of halachas are learned from Megillus Rus. But he eventually did it properly, but like, this is like a very odd way of, of doing things. So here's Rav Schwab with his classic Chiddush, and he says as follows, and she knew that this was not going to be any ordinary shidduch. This was a, a shidduch that was going to ultimately produce Melech HaMashiach. The Megillah, the last psukim in the Megillah, say exactly the yichas of what happened after Bayez happened to die that night, the night that he got married. He was an old man already. He, he died the very night that uh, he married Rus, she conceived that night from him, and she uh, uh, and then she ended up having um, a son who had a son who had a son who had David Amalek, and then from David Amalek is going to come Mashiach. That's how the Megillah ends. That that the Yishayayla David. So, how is it possible for this to happen? So she knew. That Baruch Hakodesh, that Melech Hamashiach was going to come out from the Shiloh. The Amnam Hayitzarech Bekan Lesakein Mikaidem Es Habagam Shein Nidvak Baisay Geza Shal Bnei Peretz. Before this could happen, something there there was some accounting records that had to be cleared up. There was something on the books that needed to be undone before this shidduch could be completely consummated. Before Melech HaMashiach could be conceived, there had to be something in a historical wrong that needed to be to be made right. What was that? Now, Bnei Peretz, the sons of Peretz, were born from a very ugly Misa of Bia um, with you, between Yehuda and a certain Kedesha on the road, a certain 
uh, Zaina on the road. She wasn't actually a Zaina, she was actually Yehuda's daughter-in-law by the name of Tamar. So, Shebeshah Shebeshah Yudal Tamar, when Yehuda came on Tamar, Ksiv, a very strange pasuk. Yehuda was the tzaddik adar. Yehuda was was the the melech, and it says that actually he thought that she was a zaina. So what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? He he actually came on what he thought was a zaina. How did that happen? How do how do you explain that? He knew that it was an ugly thing to come on a Zaina. And the Raya is that Yehuda didn't bring any money with him. He wasn't actually uh, planning on having an encounter with a Zaina, chas v'shalom. He didn't, he didn't even have money on him. If you're going to go and try to find a Zaina, presumably you're going to probably you know, bring some cash with you. He didn't have any money on him. Because I never thought in a million years to do this. Vegam Acher Kach Amar, and what does it say in the Pasak Peniya Lavais? Shayeb Bazet in Yashabit, that's Bizayan. This whole mice was in Yashabit, Bizayan. Vegam Ashma, Mimasha Amar, and Shayamakim, Lahaisa Bazet Kadesha. The people, the city, they were, they were like doing research, like, was there a Zaina? Did you see a Zaina? They said, Lahaisa Bazet, there was no Zaina around. Shayeb Dovers and Nashal Vegam Mene and Shayeb. Mayamanichan Lakadesh Lamasham. Why did they, how did they know for sure there was no Zaina? Because this was a big, uh, this was a from town. You know, they don't allow Zionists in, uh, you know, in, 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 in B'nai Brak. You know, they don't allow Zionists in, in, uh, in Square Town. That doesn't, in Monroe, that's not, there's no Zionists there, right? So, so they knew for a fact, well, there's no Kadesha. They were very vigilant against Zionists. But the fact on the ground is that Yehuda did come on her. How did that happen? If, if Yehuda had no intention and, and the people of the city were, were sure that there was no Zaina because they were never allowed a Zaina. So how did this whole Misa come to be? The only reason that it could come to be is Mishum Shemalach HaMamunah Al Taiva Ba V'dachva Aleha Kimavur B'divrei Chazal. Medrash says, and this is why you can't read Psukim in Chumash Kipshutam. You cannot read Chumash. Anyone that, you know, if you go to a hotel room, wherever, anywhere in the world, you take out a, you open up the, the drawer in the hotel room. I don't know if they still have this, but in the old days, they had a, a holy Bible. If you open up this holy Bible, um, and you shouldn't open it up, obviously, because it has the New Testament in it also. So even if you want to be Mabrisedra, it's still Asr to use that because um, it, it has the whole, the New Testament in it, which is Mamish Asr to touch. But, but you open up the, the Old Testament, you say, like, what a guy I'm reading in this thing. Like, like how does a guy, like, even open up a, an Old Testament and understand what it's talking about? Like, all these, look, him, you know, jewels between your eyes and sitting in a, in a tent, like a tabernacle, you know, for eight days, uh, you know, and, and, and eating matzah. Like, the whole thing doesn't, the whole thing doesn't fly. The whole, the whole Old Testament needs a pirush. You need chazal on it. Without Tereshavah the Old Testament is like a book that's, beyond cryptic and beyond mysterious. But even we, who are from a Yidin, we also need the Mepharshim. Don't think ever that you could read a Pasuk in Chumash and understand without seeing a Rashi and a Ramban and the Torah Tamima, the Chazal, the Gemaras, the Medrashim, because you look at these Pesukim on, on, on their face and it seems like, oh, so I get it, Yehuda had an affair with uh, his daughter-in-law, but he thought she was a Zaina, so it wasn't as... Uh, 
You, you can't read the psukim. It doesn't. They don't read. It doesn't. You know, if you think of Judah as a, you know, as a, you know, as, but he was Yehuda. He was the. He was the. He was Gurar Yehuda. He was one of the sons of Yaakovinu. He's the. You know, he was the Melech. This can't can't happen. And there's so many other stories. If you want to see more on this topic, Ayin uh, Mishnas Rebaran. Rebaran Cutler has a uh, one of the, one of the volumes we have in the base Medrash. I forgot which one. I think it's. I think it's the one on Chumash. Um, he speaks about, he once spoke, I think, by a Tarab convention, and he says how you cannot take Sukkim literally, and he actually refutes all of the uh, preconceived notions about, about the Abbas, the Imais, uh, you know, Yaakov's love affair with, uh, with Rachel. You know, and, and how, you know, he says, it, it can't, it doesn't make sense. If you read the, he, he proves it step by step, how the whole thing doesn't, it wasn't romance. So if he was interested in her, it was, it was not Kipshuta, it was like, because he saw that this is, he needed to marry Rachel in order to have Klai Yisrael, in order to be Mikim Klai Yisrael, the, the Shifte Kav. And he proves it very methodically, as, as does Rav Schwab over here, taking it apart piece by piece, that it can't be Kipshuta, you can't read these Psukim simply. It's kfira and minas to to learn the Torah without mafarshim. If you don't, you know, it's learning like learning shir shirim. You ever read an English translation of shir shirim? It's like you you can't. You're not allowed. It would be also to read a literal translation of shir shirim. What? With Rashi. Rashi. Rashi makes it beautiful. Rashi speaks about every pasuk. It doesn't mean what you think it means literally, but Rashi gives us a whole crash course in Jewish history. Pasuk by Pasuk, how every Pasuk is talking about Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, and then it's talking about Klai uh, Yisrael building the Mishkan, Chet Egal, and then Chorbamayas Rishon, Chorbamayas and the whole Shoshim. You can't read it literally. The Torah cannot be read literally, period. You could read it, but like you, you have to look in the Mepharshim to understand what is going on. And this is exactly uh, borne out in, these, in this parsha of Yehuda and Tamar. So Chazal tell us what happened. Um, a malach that's memuna on taiva. There's a certain malach that is his job is to make people have tremendous uh, yearnings for things. So he came and he pushed her. He pushed Yehuda on top of Tamar, and that's how she conceived. But be that as it may, there still is a a stain on the familial ancestry of. Uh, of Yehuda, and and how and and the bnei uh, parrots and how they were born. It wasn't really the. We understand the Maisa as Chazal in this. But Maisa, at the end of the day, the the children, the bnei parrots that came from, that came out of Tamar, um, who would ultimately be the ancestors of Mashiach. It was, there was a Dover Maguna here. There was something that was very ugly about the way the whole thing went down. In order to correct this wrong, this stain, this, this, this blemish, Naomi knew this whole story, Baruch HaKadosh. She knew that this was needed to be corrected before Melech HaMashiach had come out of this union. So what she did was, she sends Naomi to, uh, she sends Rus to Bayez in the middle of the night to sleep next to him, to reveal his legs, his feet, 
Menasa Besar Karashi Liftais. Kedeber Chazal. Chazal say that he was very tempted. He was a Gadladar, but he still, he was tempted. Aval Kavash Es But he managed to be Kavash Es Yitzhahara. He says, I'm not going to come on her without Chuppah Kedushin. So, and that's what he did. did. He waited. He said, let's wait until morning. Go to sleep now. We'll wake up tomorrow. We'll get this whole business done. We'll be able to have, to have normal. We're not going to do it. But we're going to do it properly. Chuppah Kedushin. The fact that he did not succumb to his Yetzirah, the fact that he didn't give in, although he very much, it seems, wanted to, so that was able to correct that terrible blight on, the, uh, on, the, on, on his Yechus, and that whole mice of Yehuda and Tamar was corrected. The Oz Hayiruuyim Sometimes in life you need to correct certain things in order to make a certain thing happen. Um, and this is an example. You needed, there was something that needed fixing. It needed to be corrected. And it was a historic failing, obviously with all the, with the, with the chazal, but still it, it was nearer, like Rashi, like Schwab says, it was nearer like it was Magona, and so that had to be publicly corrected. And the way that that was done was by being able to be Kaivish Yitzhahara. And, and this is a, a tremendous Maser Haskell for all of us, because what we learn from this is that the best Yitzhah I'm not saying that it's an easy Eitzah, but it's an Eitzah. And a lot of times we need Eitzahs. Sometimes, you know, we're, uh, we have a taiva to do something, let's say to, to have uh, a lack of Shmir Senayim. All right? So, and we have a very big taiva. We want to watch something, you know, on our laptop. And our roommates, you know, he, he's already left. It's Thursday night. He went home already for Shabbos. So we have opportunity and we have a laptop, and we have Yichud with our laptop, and everything, and I have a tremendous daiva. So, so what do you do? And you're, you're about to turn it on, you're about to look at it, and you don't want to, because you know, you know that if you do it, you're going to feel disgusting the next morning, you're not going to want to wake up, you're going to want to miss leaning, and miss, miss davening, and miss learning, and when are you going to feel like a bump? So you, you really don't want to do it, but you do want to do it. You, know, you forget at night how you're going to feel like the next morning. The, that's part of the Eitzara's brilliance, is that he, make, he, thinks, he makes you think, no, it's okay, you're going to feel good about it, this is a good idea. What do you mean it's a good idea? But every time I've done it in the past, I feel like, oh, but no, no, this, this time's going to be different. It's, it's, it's fine. So how do you stop it? You're, you're mamish like this, like you're mamish Yosef at Sadiq, or you're Bayaz in this case, and you have a taiva, and what do you do? So... You know, you don't want to do this, but so if you say, all right, I'm not going to do it, not going to do it, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. If you say, I'm not going to do it, you're not Yesvat Sadik. Well, might say not Yesvat Sadik. So what do you do? So I think what we learned from Bayaz, and I've written about this, and I have a safer on Rus, I think I, I write it there, 
is that what you see from Bayaz, the brilliance of Bayaz is, he had this taiva. What did he say? He didn't say, no, Usser, get out of here. If he had done that, then we don't know how the story would end. What he did was, he said, he says, we're going to do it, we're going we're gonna to be together, but we have to wait. Let's wait. Tomorrow, you know, wait for the sun to rise again, we'll be a, more, a little bit more level-headed, we'll get a minion together, whether or not that would have happened or not, you know, it could have happened, could have not, it did happen. But, but the point is that what Bayaz did was so brilliant, and I think the Bali Musars say to do this, that if you just say no to the Yitzhara, the Yitzhara doesn't take no for an answer. That's not an answer. So maybe you'll, you'll, you know, but what you could do is you say, listen, right now it's, uh, it's 12 o'clock at night. Let's go to sleep a little bit. You know, in, in two hours or so, we'll wake up. Or tomorrow we'll do it. If you push off the eight Sahara a little bit, but in two hours from now, maybe in, in 20 minutes from now, the, the, the taiva will pass. When you have a taiva, when you're in the throes of taiva, it's very hard to do it. The Yitzhara is not going to let you go. But you could say, Yitzhara, no, 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 I, I want, I'm down. But let's do it a little soon. First, let's, uh, you know, let's maybe watch a little football first. Or let's uh, listen to a good schmooze from the Mashkiach first. Or something like that. And, you know, and then after the schmooze is over, then we'll, then we'll listen. Then, then, then we'll watch. And what happens is, if you're able to just buy yourself time, then very often you, that's the way to defeat the Yitzhara. Saying no doesn't work. Saying, we'll do it. Yeah, I'm giving you that. I'm conceding. We're going to do it, just not now. Once you are able to get out of that, that you know, phase of like, I'm going crazy, and now you're a little bit more level-headed, okay, now an hour is going, yeah, and now you're not going to want to do it anymore. In half an hour you might not want to do it anymore. But it's just at that time, sometimes you get a rush to us and you feel like it's good. So don't say, I'm not going to, so I'll do it, but just like later, push it off. And when Bayez did that, that was a lesson for Klal Yisrael, I believe. That he's not saying, he didn't say, get out, you know, this is wrong, out. He said, okay, Sheikh Viad Biker, stay here until the morning. In the morning, the morning will come, the sun will rise, and then we'll deal with everything. We'll take, we'll take care of everything then. And, and it worked out beautifully. Melach Mashiach came out from that. Sometimes when we have um, a, a tremendous taiva, and we are able to break the taiva, that could bring Melech HaMashiach. That could bring Melech HaMashiach. I've seen recently in certain svarim that there is a, an Indian that if you ever have an Isayan, if you ever have an Isayan, and, and you're Ayim of an Isayan, let's say that story that I just told you, that guy in the dorm room Thursday night, and he feels, and like, and then you're able to win the Eight Sahara. And you wake up the next morning, everything was kasher v'yashin, and you weren't nifshal at all. First of all, it's a tremendous feeling. You, know, you feel like you mamish, like you're the king of the universe, because you are. But more than that, if you're ever in a makam of Nisayan, it might be the Nisayan I spoke about, or it might be a Nisayan that you're walking down the street and somebody's walking towards you, and you really want to look at, it, at that person, and you turn away, and you're ayim of Nisayan, at that point you have the ability to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for anything that you want. It's a tremendous, it's like a ni'ilah for you. It's a tremendous Ace Ratzin. Did I say, did you hear this recently? So, 
It's a, but it's a, I, found, I forgot where I saw this recently, but it's something that's, that, that the daily Yisrael speak about this, that when a person, I, I'm trying to remember as I'm speaking where I saw it, but I, I definitely have found like very solid Maramakimas, I just can't think of them right now, but there is a, this is Badagamanusa, that if you have a Taiva and you're Ayman bin Yisrael, you don't do it, whether it's Shmir Sainayim, whether it's Shmir Sabris, whether it's uh, going a certain place, whether it's something, whatever it is, you could ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu at that time for anything that you want, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give it. Because the madriga that a person is on when they're able to vanquish their Yitzhara is, is something that, you know, that Malachim can't fathom. It's not a normal thing. The Yitzhara, people think the Yitzhara is something you could flick, a, flick away with a straw. They don't understand the power of the Yitzhara. The Yitzhara is the same Yitzhara that fought against, against Yaakov Avinu, that wrestled with Yaakov Avinu, that wrestled with Yisvat Tzadik. This isn't a... He knows this, it's the same Yitzhara. This Yitzhara has been born, you know, from Bria Salem. He knows exactly what to do. Very powerful. He has an arsenal of anything and everything that he wants at his disposal. And, and we're like very weak. We're, 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 we're bus of Adam. We have a Yitzhara. We have Taivas. We have, a, you know... And so the Yitzhara has, has, has a very specific plan to attack us. And we could either just give in, but if you're able to go against the Teva of giving in and being strong and being miskaber, first of all... You're, you're, every time you do that, you're mamish like catapulting yourself to heavens, like, you know, to, to alumnus that we can't fathom. You mamish steig, like what it would take you maybe, you know, 10 years of learning, uh, learning shas. You can maybe do that in one, in one of these maizim. You could like steig so much because you, you stopped the Yitzhar in his tracks. That, that's something that's unbelievable. And it's a tremendous shas hakaisher. It's a, it's a window of opportunity to ask Kaddish Baruch Hu, you need, uh, you need to do well in finals, ask, you need a shidduch, ask, you need parnasa, ask. That's the moment to ask. Because that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves, that moment that you're able to show him that I'm strong, I'm doing this for you, I could, I could give in easily, but instead of giving in, I'm going to fight the good fight for you, Rabbi Yishalom. I want to be Meisir Nefesh for you, and I'm not going to give in. Vayimayin. At that moment, the, the whole world is yours. And it's, it's, it's a very important thing to know that because that'll help you also. It's one more, you know, bullet in your gun that I don't want to lose the opportunity. I, I have the opportunity right now to ask for anything that I want. I'm going to be miscabra over the Yitzhahara and I'm not going to give in. But, so we have two tricks tonight. First of all, to, it's not a trick, but first of all, to know the, the bracha that is waiting you if you're able to miscabra. And also the, the technique of being miscabra is not just say, you know, absolutely not. That very rarely works, because you're just, you're in, the, you're in the zone. You're going to just say, all right, I want to do it anyway. But if you say, I'm going to do it, but like, let's, let's give it a little time. All of a sudden, when, when Nate's comes up, when Alice comes up, and you see the, the sun out, for sure, you know, it's over, it's fine, you, you won. And I think maybe that's the shot, when, and it says that there's a vikwach, that wrestling match between... Um, Yaakov and uh, the Sarishal Esav, it says that Vayavik Ish Imai Shachar. Right? That once the morning comes up, once the night, the night has like this mystique about it that you think like there's a cover of darkness, you could do whatever you want, but like if you could just make it to the morning, 
Let's, let's wait till the morning. At the morning, okay, I'm saying, I'm going to Daven, it's fine, Baruch Hashem. But at night, it has to, it, you have to be very careful. So the first thing that you have to do is try to always have a roommate. Because if you have a roommate, you know, and, and that's in the room, well, actually, it starts a little bit earlier. The first thing is you shouldn't be taking your, your laptop or your smartphone back to the, back to the dorm because it's, very, it's a very dangerous thing. Even if there are roommates and apartment mates or whatever, it's still... You can get around that, we know, but you know, and but if you have to, you have you have work and you have an, the Yitzhar is brilliant. He puts an alarm clock in the phone now. You don't even an alarm clock, so every, you, you have to have a. You obviously need a smartphone by your bed, right? But <coughs> so if you so you shouldn't be bringing it back to the dorm. If you bring it back to the dorm, you have to make sure that you don't have a yichud, an isra yichud with the with the laptop. To have a, a roommate with you. At all times, I, there was guys in yeshiva uh, years ago. A room that was very—they're very good guys. Today, they're all—you know—they're—they're they're all professionals, but they're all very chashuva, professionals. You know, beruchnis bagashmias. But this room wasn't like the from a guy—you know—the the, the from the guys in yeshiva, the regular guys. But they were so concerned about shmir senayim that they each had a laptop. And in order for them to access their laptop, they had, I don't know how they did this, but they had, you had to put, each guy in the room had to enter his own password in order to allow that third roommate to, to access his computer. Which means, which is crazy, you know, like it's not, okay, you know, like your mom is like, all right, your turn, your turn, okay, now I can, but like, so... And then, you know, there's, there's all types of uh, web cover and there's filters and whatever. But the Yitzhara, we know, is very strong. So this is a, this is, this is a very important from that we learned from Bayaz that there was a Pagam, as Hushab said, in the Mishpacha, and this had to be righted. And so Melech HaMashiach came about, Dafko, when he was able to be Aymed bin Yisrael. And we also can bring Mashiach if we are able to be strong and be Ayman and not give in. And the way to not give in is not is to outsmart the Yitzhar and say, I'll do it, a Shifliyad biker. Wait, tomorrow morning will be fine, just something, I'm going to sleep a little bit. Before you know it, I'll, you know, that's, this is a, an Eitzah that's, uh, that's Baduk and Manusa, and, uh, and it's an Eitz Ratzin. If you're, when, you, when you get out of that Ruch Shtos, that you need to do a Taiva, just Open up your sitter and daven like crazy because that's exactly the time Hakadosh Baruch Hu loves the best. We give Hakadosh Baruch Hu more nachas ruch than we could ever imagine. As good as it feels for us when we're able to be in Yisrael, the Rebbein Shalom feels much better uh, than we do even. And but you have to. It's it's an avaida. It's not it's not an easy avaida at all. And and but that doesn't patter us. And it, it's it's mechayev and. And it's a, it's a challenge. It's the challenge of our life. It's definitely the, the Nisayan of our generation, um, you know, with the access to technology, with everything on it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. But this is it. The Shlach Kaddish writes that, you know, we think sometimes that, well, our generation is going to bring Mashiach. We're, we're, okay, let me understand. In the generation of... of uh, of, uh, of the Rashba, Mashiach didn't come. The Ramam didn't bring Mashiach. Uh, the Ketzais didn't bring this. The Rabbi Vega didn't bring this. Didn't bring Mashiach. Rabbi Meshach finds him. Aaron called it. But I'm going to bring Mashiach. Like hello. Like 
No, it's not happening. If they couldn't bring Mashiach, how can I bring Mashiach? And you know what the Shlach said? The Shlach lived hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And he said that in his time, that a mitzvah, that one mitzvah that we do today, he said, is worth many great mitzvahs that the, that the earlier generations did. Because their times were, were much, there was very little resistance of the Eight Sahara, and we live in times that have tremendous resistance to the Eight Sahara. When did Lichlaw live? Shagad lived in the, what, in the 1500s? 1400s? These were, right, what? 1600s. 1600s? So the Shlakash lived in the 1600s. I don't think there was internet back then, was there? Was internet back then? There was no, uh, there was no cable TV, there was no, uh, no WhatsApp, there was no statuses, no Facebook, no Instagram, no, no Snapchat, no... Uh, so what, what were they doing all day? I don't know what they were doing. All, what were they busy with all day? There were, you know, there were no magazines, there were no books, there were no... I mean, there were books, whatever. But, I mean, what were they doing? Laman Hashem. So, but, but he was saying that, oh, we, we get much more schar for one mitzvah than, than the Rambam's, than a hundred mitzvahs the Rambam did. If that was true in the 1600s with the Shla, you know, we don't even have to talk about how much truer it is in our generation with whatever we have at our fingertips and our phones and our laptops and our homes and our dining room walls and our living room walls. Like, you know, it's ridiculous. It's, this, we're living mamish, whatever it used to be. When I was growing up, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have, you know, there was horse and buggies. I'm sorry. Um, they, they had very little in terms of, uh, you know, you couldn't access all. You could go to Psir and there, you know, go to a newsstand. And it, they, they had typists, but it was, like, very hard to do. But, you know, the Atlas just like, I forget, I'm not going to go. But, like, today, yeah, no, there's, no, there's no, no excuse not to have a taiva. Like, you have taivas, you know, day and night. In every single pocket, you have a different taiva. So... Imagine what one... We, we think I'm, I'm not really doing some mitzvah. I feel them were a little... I think they, they were off-center this morning. Shvach, Hashem, probably like, mm, gave me an X for that one. Do you understand what we're doing? Do you understand the nace that it is that there are yeshiva bachim all together in the world in, in 2023 and that we're able to sit and learn a little bit and we daven a little bit and we, 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 learn, we have some shirim together and we eat kosher and we... Put on tefillin, and we, and to have shmir seinayim on top of all that, it's 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 off the charts. So that could bring Mashiach a lot faster than the Shla and the Rambam Kiveger combined, because if they would see what we're doing, they would be they would give us like a standing up. We think that they look at us like bums, like they're embarrassed to be you know to be re- related to us. But it's I don't think that's the truth. I think if they were around today, they would say. Call a kabod, like, you know, I don't know how you guys do it, but, like, keep doing it because you're doing great things. We have to stop looking at ourselves like we're, we're failures and we're letting God down every minute. We have to start looking at ourselves like we're amazing. We're, we're doing amazing things. We're from, and we're Shemr Teremitzis, and we're in yeshiva, and we're learning, we're shkazering, we're good. We're amazing. This, this, it's an amazing generation that we have. You have, a, you know, Siam Ashas, and there's people, you know, Adiri Atira, there's a big uh, kinnis, I think, next week. You know, tens and tens of thousands of people coming together just to celebrate the people that are learning and supporting Tyra. It's uh, unbelievable. Our generation is unbelievable. We're not a bad generation. We're the best generation. And so whenever we have this type of thing, when we're doing, when we have an, we're Ayim Ibn Yisayin, we have a tremendous Nisayin to do something, we stop ourselves, by Yimayin, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us anything that we want. Just 
open up your, your tilm or just, you know, open the tilm. Just say Hashem, by the way, I just did that. Here's what I need. Here's my Afi coming present, okay? I want A, B, and C, and Akash Baruch will give it to you. And that's a, a, a very critical Yisaid, and thank you very, very much for coming. Shalbi Zaycha to Makabo, the Taira Ba'avah.